Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take this pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Cartoon Casual, welcome uh, to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Friday. It's a, is it Friday? Oh, it feels like Friday. It does. We've been actually talking for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've definitely been here uh, like two and a half hours at least. And Joe um, brought over some of his uh, carnitas. Man, I'll tell you, I, needed, I could probably build a Mexican restaurant around those carnitas. I, I agree. Uh, I, and, and, you know, I do have to give credit where credit's due. A lot of it comes from Tyson. Sure. Uh, he, that, that recipe, the base recipe that I use comes from him. Oh, but by the I, way, we're talking from Route 66, Mojave Desert. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> people want to know. From Mojave all the, Desert. All the European 66. people that drive down this uh, road, Mother it's, Road. I'm pretty sure if we had any more Europeans driving down Route 66, they'd think it was the fucking Autobahn. They would. Which I, is funny because they drive slow as shit. I think they're afraid. I think they over uh, kind of overcompensate because they're used to driving so fast. And it's not, from what I understand, the Autobahn is not the only, um, it's not the only interstate or uh, not interstate, but freeway in Europe where there's really no daytime speed limit. True. There are... Um I had the opportunity to drive there a number of times, and there are other countries, Austria and Italy, that you can kind of go as fast as you want. But it is more difficult now because of the population and more automobiles on the road. They've they've taken areas that were no speed limit and just kind of gotten rid of those. Now, when you're in Italy, did you? Uh, which I didn't know you went to Italy. Oh, did, well, that's a story. Uh, did you? Uh, were you driving like riding a moped? No, like I, I should have. I really should have stayed. Like, I should have gone to Rome. What I did, I worked. You, what? Well, here, 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 what the you want, fuck? You want the story or not? All right. Shout out to Josh Kanyo, who did the same fucking thing back in 2008. He did a round the world journey. Two months. Started off in Las Vegas, flew up to uh, Vancouver, BC, flew to Beijing, China, eventually ended up in uh, in Mongolia and took the Trans Siberian Railway all the way across, went all over fucking Europe. You know where he didn't go? Rome. Rome. Didn't yeah. go to Rome. Well, what here, an asshole. Here's what happens. Well, I know I'm an asshole. Yeah, well, Josh knows he's an asshole, too. Love you, Josh. So I worked in Germany in this glider factory for a while. What factory was it? Give a shout-out to that company. It's Maybe the, it's the glider. Glaser Dirks Flugzeugbau. Which is Flugzeug. Flugzeug is airplane or aircraft, and bow is manufacturing, so aircraft manufacturing. Flugzeug? Flug, Flugzeug. Flugzeug would be craft type yeah, of probably so. thing or something yeah, like that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So I was there, and um, about 1981, 2, 3, I don't know. I was there a couple different times. So okay. um, I was also back then a fan of uh, certain Italian cars. Could be Ferrari or Lamborghini, and Lamborghini factory was closer. So I, my goal was when I was done at the factory, I wanted to drive. How old was I at this trip? I was probably 20. Yeah, I was 20 or 20. I turned 21 in Germany. I actually did. Huh, I think. God. Yeah. So of all places to, that it doesn't fucking matter. No, right. You know, I'm going to have a beer like I did yesterday. Right. <laughs> it's so. just uh, now today that I'm I'm 21. I'm a year older, and I need more alcohol. Right. So so I 
um, rented a car and drove around a fair bit in your God, I love Switzerland too. That was fantastic. But anyway, so I wanted to go to the Lamborghini factory. I was a fan. You know, back then the Countach was a very popular car. The Countach is still a seminal automobile. Like it's it still is. a beautiful automobile. And there are so many different generations of it. They're not that expensive. Uh, actually, a handful of years ago, they were getting kind of cheap in a way, um, ish. And I don't know if they're back. Really? I have. I've not been. I don't care about it anymore. I have not been following it. But you could buy them for fifty thousand bucks. You should buy a Countach. No. I bought a Tesla before I bought a Countach, Model S. Well, you mean you don't want an internal combustion engine? Nah, yeah, I'm snooty that way. So, <laughs> so I actually called. I actually called the the Lamborghini factory from this German glider factory because I wanted to have a tour. And they said, uh, "No, we're not giving you tours right now." And I'm um, sorry about that. And stay away, you f- fucking American. I think that's pretty much what they told me. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I went, "All right, fine, click." So then I drove down there anyway. <laughs> In typical um, dirty, nasty American fashion, or just showed up anyway. Or me, yeah. So I drove there, and this is where I learned. This is a weird. God, I forgot these weird stories. Um, I was in Milan. <laughs> you sound like such a pretentious. No, 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 I didn't really stop. So I was in Milan. I I w- it was on one of the autobahns, or not autobahn, but the freeways there, and you they had a lot of tolls in in Italy. And I learned, and this was funny because that you could drive as fast as you wanted to in these certain highways. And I'm not sure if it's still the same way now, but but you would pay, you would go through, and it would be a timestamp exactly when you went through this thing, and you get a ticket, and you'd pay it, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty miles down the road or kilometers down the road and you'd pay it and and it was I was driving faster and faster and it was costing more and more and more and more and I finally figured out that you can go as fast as you want but they're just going to charge the fuck out of you you have to pay for it I'll be damned yeah I didn't that was kind of interesting when I figured that out that's a cool concept and this is you know 70 years ago when you were there or whatever yeah but then I was going through Milan on this on this Autobahn thing whatever you want to call Auto Auto Bonito Bonito Spaghetti, spaghetti, lasagna. Yeah, so, and this dude, this dude just jumps in my car. Now, Italy's got a bad reputation for crime and stuff. They just do. They said, be careful if you're going to go to Italy. Right. Where you stay, watch where your car is parked, all these different things. So this guy just gets in, but he's kind of a free-thinking hippie, kind of not hippie, but he just needed a ride to further on down the road. But he was really aggressive and just kind of not aggressive. Well, I didn't feel threatened. So I didn't get a weird feeling, but he just jumped in and wanted to ride. So I just, I obliged basically because I'm by myself. What kind of car were you driving? It was actually a, um, and it's not the same version. And I think there's someone that listens to this podcast that's going to laugh about this because they had the same American version. I think it was a Mercury Mercure. Oh, you mean like a a Lynx? Yes. Except that, except that the European version was badass. It was not um, the same car at yeah, all. The, the Mercur, I think it's an XKR, if I remember right, which is yeah. a high compression 2.2 liter. Like it was a. It um, was a little hot rod. Well, what it would have had, and it was, and we didn't get it here in the States, I don't think, was the Escort. Uh, what was the Ford Escort? Because the, the, the Lynx was, I, if I remember right, the Mercury Lynx was the equivalent to a Ford Escort. It was just nicer trim inside because mm-hmm. it was Mercury. But. The escort had what the fuck is that called? Some someone in right now in their like in, they're driving or whatever they're screaming because they know what I'm talking about. But it was the uh, start naming off engine types like there's a Wankel and there oh, was like there ro- was a, there the was, rotary is a Wankel. It wasn't, but, 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 but Wankel's not a rotary. This was a dual yeah. overhead cam 
like uh, two liter, two point two liter, early to mid eighties, and and that's what make the escorts a Cosworth. Oh, oh, okay. I think the, okay. the Mercury Mercur had a Cosworth. XKR, I think you're right. Overseas had the had a Cosworth engine. Cosworth because this thing was a fucking escort, hot rod. Escort GT yeah. here in the states just had stupid and like uh, trim, like outside, out, like, right. like like exterior trim, just little chrome pieces or something. But yeah, chrome, not chrome, uh, like body panels and shit like right. that. And it had like a special looking body package, but. Right. In, in Europe, I, I think it, your volume's too low. I, you think so? I don't know what happened. I, mean, I don't know what the fucking happened. What, it's a little better. Is that better? I don't know. Sure. Anyway, yeah. but, but yeah, Mercur XKR, I think, is what it was called. But it, I'm sure it was a hot little. Oh, it's fine. I, I, no, I had no car. idea. Now yeah. I'm too loud. I didn't. I didn't touch your fucking volume, Paul. Guess, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I'm, in my head, I'm loud. <laughs> in my head, you're loud. <laughs> We're all Paul bearers. We're all Paul bearers now. All right, folks, for, for those of you listening that are just like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? We fucked around with the acoustics of this place a little bit and, uh, you know, put and we're some, still, still, still in process. Still trying to figure it out. I'm telling you, my mic is either hot or my head is hot. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on. I don't something, know. something acoustics. All right, so you're going to hear it when you edit this. To me, you're going to. Oh, no, I'll, I don't have to fix it. I'll fucking. Yeah. All right. No, no, right? no, no! I was waving. There was a bug. He's fanning himself. Are you okay, Paul? No, I'm not. Paul's getting wet just thinking about it. I am. So that Mercury Mercur. Let's go back to this Mercur. Was that your car? Or did you like borrow it from? No, somebody? I rented it. Uh, you you rented it. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. go on. So I'm driving and I'm figuring out that wow, the faster I'm going, the more it's costing. And then it took me several stints, several segments to go. Huh. Which is funny because I think you said what was it like thirty or forty kilometers. Or whatever, yeah. Each checkpoint, and then it yeah. took you uh, several. Yeah, <laughs> it was really being dumb. And then, and then, so the Milan guy jumps in, out. and then, then he jumped out. As quickly as he jumped in, he jumped. He, he said, "Oh, just pull over here, whatever." The Italian actor, pull over here, and it was like in the middle of the freaking nowhere. And there's like this, this, this grassy slope off the side of the highway. He gets out and just jumps over the guardrail and well, kind of goes down the grass. How did he get in? Like, where did you open stop? the door? You, thank you. They didn't have auto locks or something, and I'm just sitting there. No, and I'm no, paying I mean, the like, paying the guy or the sort girl, of like the toll booth kind of. Yeah, thing. I'm there, yeah. Blah, 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 and all of a sudden the door opens up, and he just jumps in. I, I need to go this way. Okay. Did he give you money? Did he? I don't think give you so. a little hand job or anything. Like, but I don't. I don't think he. None of that. I'm not gonna he give you like some garlic bread or some <laughs> bruschetta. <laughs> some it would be Italian. The perfect Italian gesture. He would give me like a like a say a crucifix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One like of those a, Italian horns. A things. chunk of his chest hair. Yeah. Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. like a gold chain. Did he give you a gold <laughs> chain or like? <laughs> uh, so. Or let's say once one day on the day of my daughter's wedding, you can ask me for one favor. Like, did he give you? No, a, there was he, nothing. He gave you none of that. No, the, he didn't give me. Sure, he, he didn't was give Italian? me life advice, any philosophical statements, <laughs> nothing. And we're in Italy, and I would suspect something, right? <laughs> we're talking the historical. You know, the Renaissance was there for God's sakes in Milan. It, the, it, no, you're right. It's no, heavily it was, in Milan yeah, during the Renaissance, the, <laughs> and I got nothing. That's, I'm mad now. Now I'm thinking about. It. I got he nothing of this asshole. Any sort of enlightenment? Did you get his name? Did he tell you his name? Do you no, remember? I don't know. I don't think so. I know there's been a lot of cocaine between now and then. Like, no, but, not but as don't... much as you would think. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because you had tons of friends back in the 80s. You have an international finance degree. Mm-hmm. Flew all over the place. Flew all over the place, all over the Caribbean. Friends and the at South. houses in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. Tax shelters, the whole bit. Uh-huh. And you and just, he's like, oh, I didn't do a lot of cocaine in the 80s. I was too busy building plastic fucking airplanes and <laughs> sucking Burt Rutan's dick. <laughs> terrible. I'll, terrible. I'll bet terrible. the Rutan doesn't trim his, you know, down there. I don't. Guessing. I, Based on his, his, <laughs> I, it's his sideburns. R- R- right? <laughs> Burt Rutan is so old, but so cool. Right. He doesn't need to trim his pubic hair. It just turns to carbon fiber as it grows out to a certain length. All right. So listen to me. Okay. So I, I'm so driving got, down to the Lamborghini factory. You got to the Lamborghini Figured factory. Figured out I'm not going to drive as fast. What's the town that the Lamborghini factory is in? San, San or St. Bolognese. Something like that. San Bolognese. Bolognese. Something like that. Are you sure about that? Very close to that. Something bo- Bolognese. And Joe's looking it up to see if Bo- it's Bo- Bologna? No, it's not St. Bologna. It's not St. Bologna. I bet it's Bolognese is probably the Italian for Bologna. This story's full of Bologna. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of wondering, like, did he really do it's this? It's something like, it's two words, and the last one is Bolognese. Santa Gata Bolognese. Oh, uh, so that was close. Yeah. you're. I, I don't know. I thought, for some reason, Ferrari and Lamborghini were in the same town. Well, they, you know, Lamborghini was pissed off at Ferrari. He wanted to work with him, and he said, go fuck yourself. And he went, okay, fine, I'll build my own car. I thought it was the other way around. I, I thought know. Lamborghini started the tractor company, and... He did have a tractor company. But that was to fund racing. Sure. That's I what. Guess. No, that's what I. No, I no, I'm not it, it was, doubting it. It was uh, Lamborghini. This is what I'm. I'm remembering in my head. All of our listeners in uh, mm-hmm. Italy will correct me. You know, now three or whatever. Uh, that Lamborghini started a loved loved racing. Yes. And then loved car racing, and then started a tractor company to, to fund fun. the racing company. And Enzo Ferrari worked for him. Oh. And, and and but 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 he started working for him after he said, "Hey, why do I have to keep working on this all the time? Why do I have to bring it back to you guys to work on it? Can you just show me how to work on? I'll work on it myself." And then he kept giving tips and pointers and advice and things like that. And Lamborghini, uh, whoever the Lamborghini, like John Lamborghini, whatever his name is, <laughs> probably Ralph Ralph Lamborghini, Fred Fred Fredward Lamborghini. Said, why don't you why don't you work for us? My wife, uh, she does a nice juicy pussy. And she makes nice lasagna <laughs> for lunch. We have she lasagna. Make, she day. make it a manicotta. Anyway, <laughs> and and he hired him, but then they had arguments over design aspects and whatnot. And then he said, "Fuck you! I'm going to go off and start my own." And then Ferrari jumped off. I could be completely wrong. Well, that, that sounds in, in my mind. That seems even like though that it, sounds really familiar. For some reason, I still think that Lamborghini. Went to Ferrari and wanted to work with him, and then Ferrari said, "Buzz off." Yeah, and then he said, "Fine, I'll build my own shit." Which I don't know. is probably what could have happened. We could look it up because we have well, that's not though, tips. The, I, I get through my story. We're not going to do this. So you're in the Santa Agalata. Went up there, and, 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 and here's what's weird though. So I'm driving around, and that, then I didn't know when I was much younger. I did not know that Lamborghini built tractors at that point. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't know this. I was 20 years old. Like I said, whatever. Just hadn't read up on it. Whatever. So I'm driving, getting close to the. T- I'm in the town, I'm, and I'm just kind of. It's not very big. It's probably smaller than King, it's a lot smaller than Kingman, I think, or it was back then at least. So I'm driving around. Certainly, it'll just show up. The factory will just. Oh look, there they are, Lamborghinis, Countach's, and things. And um, then I saw a billboard with a Lamborghini on it and a big tractor. So it, there it is. I'm like, oh, look at that Lamborghini. The tractor. Then I'm going. How fast is that fucking tractor? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, fuck. 
is this the wrong town? Am I in the, <laughs> am I in the tractor town Lamborghini where they're going to make oh tractors? Oh, my God. That's fucking funny. I was pissed off, and I'm going, oh, shit. So I drove down to, like, this town square area, and I was just going to ask somebody. I was going to go into a store and buy what was, what was, what was a typical Italian thing I would buy. It would be, a, um, again, some kind of a, a cappuccino. Lasagna. Cappuccino, yeah, espresso. Prespresso. Espresso. Combine espresso and ask somebody where this Lamborghini factory was. So when I saw this guy jogging in the square, which is unusual, because Europeans, especially back then, weren't into jogging and exercising. You have another story about that, which I will bring up yeah, I, uh, I, in, in a little bit. Sometime, yeah. So, so this guy, and he didn't really look Italian, fine. So I just rolled down my window and yelled out, you know, where's the Lamborghini factory? And then he came back with normal English accent. He was, he was a Marine. And uh, he was stationed somewhere around there. And, he, and I said, oh, you're American. He goes, yeah. I said, look, I'm looking for the land, not the tractor. He goes, oh, no, you want the Countach factory, right? And I went, yeah. He goes, just down that road there, about three miles on the left. And I went, really? Right? He goes, that's it? Just go down. You'll see it. And I went, no How shit. awesome is that? Yeah, so I drove well, down Semper there. Semper Fi, guys. Well done. Yeah. So I drove down there, parked across the street, and started walking. I had a regular single-end reflex Canon AE-1, I think, camera. Yeah. You know, throwback. With film, actual film. You know what film is, Joe? Film, like that's film. a film, like like you get it on the glass. It's not, not washed, right? Film. Like, no, film. They, not they called film. it film, but it was like like thin plastic in a way. It's like a, it's made of uh, I can't what the uh, whatever. Uh, you mean like a flash drive? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's film. Before before there was a flash drive. Before before CDs. You know. CDs. Oh, oh like yeah, the yeah. silver records. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> bullfrogs are in the... Man, there's you know, an infestation of bullfrogs in here. Yeah, with the monsoon seasons are coming, and they, they bullfrogs hibernate. People don't know this. They hibernate deep in the soil in the caliche. They do. They do. And then when it rains, the bullfrogs come out. Come out. They come out. Or when I eat tacos. <laughs> so I drive anyway. down there, and I park my Mercur, which I'm sure they were really impressed with. It was named after the Razor Mercur. So it was Mercur. Okay. Mercur, it was French. Mercur, not Mercur. Cool. Mercur. Well, okay. So then I walk across the with my camera, and I can see lots of glass. Typical Italian nice office. But it wasn't huge. And I could see through the glass, and there was the receptionist, female, Italian, attractive, typical, prototypical, mm-hmm. which you would mm-hmm. expect that would be mm-hmm. at the Lamborghini factory. Yeah, like a beautiful brunette with her hair like up oh, and then like a pencil know. skirt. And it was a, nice, per, a 20-year-old guy. And just Oh, yeah. You and know. she could have been a 55-year-old Italian. Oh, woman, I was you knew hoping she gonna, was. You knew you were going to eat well, and she was going to eat well, and you're going to have oh, a really good gosh. fucking time. Yeah. Anyway, so I walk in there, and they're like, but, it tastes like a Parmigiano. Right, but she has a kind of an appalled look on her face because here comes a guy with a camera, and they're not expecting anybody, of course. And then a couple of people start showing up, kind of security types. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, and I said, uh, I'm here to, I would like to, to tour the factory. And I said, there are no tours. And they, who did you talk to? Or did you call? And I said, well, I did, whatever. And they, now now they're really questioning my sanity and my judgment. <laughs> Which I, is awesome, though. Like, <laughs> so, But how far did you drive? Were you in Austria at the time? Or was this Switzerland? Or was, was this Germany? From, from Germany. From Germany, okay. I, the goal was to go right from the glider factory right down to the um, Lamborghini factory. Did you, so you had to drive through Austria and Yeah, I don't know the exact... God, did you go through the pass like the um, the? Um, oh God, not Abruzzo. It's a uh, there's a there, there's a pass from uh, Switzerland into Italy through the Alps, right? That yeah. is like the quote unquote 
most drivable road in the world. It's a, the, the, the Top Gear drove on it, and they had three different like Italian cars that they drove on it, and it was just it's just switchbacks. It's switchbacks for like fucking forty I, miles. I, I could have, I just don't but remember. It, but but it, I drove uh, all over the damn place, yeah. and, and I don't remember. Anyway, how long it, did it take you to get there? Like, how, like several days. I took my time a little bit to get there, oh. and I, I did stay in Switzerland one night, and then Switzerland on the way back too, because I love Switzerland. It's kind of expensive, but it's so pretty. It's so pristine. Right. They keep everything. Every sign they have, which is not very many, is perpendicular to the earth. You know, I mean, everything is. Yeah, just, you just get out there with a level and check it's, it. It's probably there's no trash anywhere. It's just it's just beautiful. So, so uh, that's when I yeah. Anyway, so I went there and they basically kicked me off. They didn't arrest me, thank God, because I'm here. I'm in Italy, middle of nowhere, to be careful of crime yeah. and who knows what's going on. And presumably, you don't speak much Italian. I would I, say I none. No Italian. You just kind of showed up even after they told you not to. Uh, a couple days before, don't come here. Yeah. We don't do tours. Right. And then you showed up anyway, not knowing any Italian. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping the resolution of this story was you got some badass tour because of your tenacity. Yeah, that would have been nice. And you didn't. So what I did, though, is I basically made sure I was out of the building and not going to be hanging around. They weren't really forceful, but it was... It was it was known that I was not going to be there. They just they let you know. Hey, yeah, listen, this is not gonna not gonna happen. Yeah, so I walked across. I strolled across. I ambled across the street. It wasn't a very wide street. It was a you know, small, little, narrow, and there's a problem. rather dejected, I'm sure. Right, right. And and I stood there by my rent car and took as many pictures as I could from across the street because there was a couple brand new red, shocking, uh, Countaches that were that were leaving the end of the factory. You know, they were right there. And that's, I guess, where they, that's where the end of the factory line is. It's not like a factory line, like Ford F-150s. I mean, I don't know how many they make. Probably a 10 a month. I don't know. F-150s? No, 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 no. The, of the oh, Countach's. Oh, the Countach's. They don't, they're not cranking them out. You yeah, know, they're no, just they're they're, Well, they're hand-built. Hand you know? Yeah. So they didn't like that either. I mean, they were not happy about me across the street taking pictures. I'm like, screw you. I'm across the street is what I'm thinking. You know, if you can't have a... Anyway, so I quickly took a few pictures, then left. Why are they acting like Mussolini? Like, what right. the fuck is that? Like, so that's as far south as I got. I did not go into anything else. I, I, I was I had a mission to go to the Lamborghini factory, and that was yeah. It. You didn't even make it, and Rome isn't that far south. No, it's not. And it's not. you didn't even make it barely out of the Italian Alps. I don't Jesus think Christ. I. I don't think I had a lot of money. I made a little bit of money at the factory, and I spent a lot of money on the rent car and just and ho- hotels and getting. I don't think I had a lot. And I knew my father wasn't gonna. Because the Gaines Gravy Train was over. <laughs> <laughs> the Gaines Gravy Train. Oh, so, so he was, I, I couldn't have called him up and said, I'd like to just to drive on down to Rome and Father, play around you, with the Roman ladies. Can you wire me some money? Right, just please. Really? Why, like eight bucks? Will that get you far? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gaines Gravy Train. So I came back and and there was this really cool town that I fell in love with called Sufern. S-U-F-E-R-N. It was just in the border um, uh, out of Italy. Okay. But here's what's interesting. There's a lot of uh, Italian-sounding cities or towns in Switzerland, I think because the lines of the map have been redrawn a few times from wars and things or Italian influence in Switzerland, whatever. There's a lot of Italian-sounding names in Switzerland, in southern... In southern Switzerland, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Tyrolians. Yeah. Ty- Tyrol, Tyrol is a region uh, of... is a region of Switzerland that... T Y R O L Tyrol, yeah, Tyrol is a region of Switzerland that borders on. Uh, well, it's a region that 
sits on both sides of the border there because those people, you know, they're 50th generation sure. people and they don't really care. They're, they're yeah, they're, they don't right, really right. like, oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, we've been here since before Switzerland, you know, pre 1306 or whatever, when Switzerland became an actual country that they've been around there. The, like the only reason I know what that is or about that region is that they're basically, uh, they're kind of like the Basques in uh, Northern Spain. They speak Italian, or they speak yeah Italian, Swiss, yeah, and they speak a weird, like yeah mixture of the two, a Tyrolean. Yeah, it was. It's. And it, the, I, I remember seeing different signs. It was amazing the different things that were there and what you could yeah. But I they spoke enough. I spoke enough German, which is close to Swiss, close enough to Swiss, yeah. and and they spoke a little bit of English to all the places that I stayed on the on the way out. But as I was driving out, I just I needed to stay somewhere, and this little sun was kind of getting going down. There's a beautiful lake, and it's this Sioux Fern place. And I checked into this little hotel, and not many people were staying there, and it was super clean. And I walked around, kind of did a little bit of hiking. There was mountains just right there, right there. And there was these kids that were playing in the stream, and they had a couple of cats that were hanging out with them. And I just remember this scene. It was getting dark, and they were playing, and I was... I asked them if it was there, is, is Das Dein Katzen or whatever, is this your cat? And they said no and said something else. And there was this melting snow coming down from the mountain here in the in Swiss Alps, whatever. So I drank the water. I don't I didn't care if there was deer poop in there. I'm sure there probably I'm was. I'm sure it didn't matter. It was too cold. It was, it was really cold. And it was, it was, and just, it was I, such a moment of this snow. I could see it way up there. And these kids are playing with this cat. And there's this beautiful lake. And I just saw the Lamborghini factory. And here it is. And I'm drinking this water. It was just one of those moments I will never, ever forget. That's and amazing. There's no, nothing important about what happened. It just was a thing. It was a scene. It was a thing. It's important to you. Yeah. And so. then Edelweiss was playing. and you know. <laughs> Exactly. And I no. recall. And they were behind me, you know. Like, <laughs> and do you know that they actually do have cows with bells walking around? Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, I saw it over there for the first time. And this is really, they really are doing this. They're walking around with a clung, yeah. yeah, so they know where the cows are. Yeah, I know, I know that's why, Joe. <laughs> I just figured it was kind of a. It sounds amazing. Like, I, I and I've yeah. seen pictures of Switzerland, and I know, like, I. Uh, dated a woman years ago that that lived in Switzerland from the time she was about. Uh, I think she moved there when she was in kindergarten, like the summer after kindergarten. She moved to live with her dad after mom and dad split up, and her dad was a researcher at CERN. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was. He, he is a researcher at CERN now, trying to solve um, the problem of uh, type one diabetes at CERN at the genetic level. He is now. He used to t- teach at the University of Lucerne. So he still like, lives on did they, Lake Did they Lucerne. take a diabetic and try to get him close to the speed of sound? Is that what they're trying to do? In the, N- no. No. That's not how there's works. a whole huge medical research facility. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Well, he, Sorry. He, they asked him to come and work at CERN after the Human Genome Project mapped the entire human oh, genome. that was and such a cool thing when he that was, happened. Because he's a type 1 diabetic, and yeah. he was the, the guy who was doing research into this, like he was the preeminent research scientist, but he's also an MD. Wow. The PhD MD. Dude, that's more fucking schooling than I've been alive. That's, that's so uh, insane. That is amazing. But uh, the the woman, you know, uh, she, uh, the, she showed me, she goes, you know, if for some reason we ever decide to go to Switzerland, which well, sadly we are not together anymore, but if we ever decide to go to Switzerland and visit my dad, 
um, this is where his house is. And she got on Google Earth and she showed me his house is on Lake Lucerne. Holy shit. And for those of you out there that don't know what Lake Lucerne is, Lake Lucerne is where they get Evian water, which mm-hmm. is naive spelled backwards. But that's literally where it's fed from the spring where they, they bottle Evian. There's also a cool but, little town called Interlochen that's between oh, two it's, lakes. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I drove right through there and it, twice going that's, there and back. Yeah. So like when we go to Laughlin or we go to Havasu, we go to the movies or we go uh, hang out at the river or uh, out on the lake. That's where her and her dad and uh, her sister. That's where they would go to go, the movies. Would, 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 and would they, no, they would go and like just recreate. Oh, sure. And I go could to interlocking and shit like that. It's like God damn. Interlocking like, was just. It, it looked like it was all fake over there because it was so. It does clean. Yeah. The pictures that she showed me, it, it looks fake. Yeah. It looks so fake. It looks photoshopped it, or something when you look at the photographs. But then when you're there, you go like, huh? It really does look like that. Anyway, what yeah. I was going to say earlier was that um, you mentioned uh, the weird, like in between region, you oh, know, where yes, they speak Italian, Italian, yeah, Italian, they and, speak and Italian Swiss and Swiss, and then some weird mixture of the two. Yeah. The reason I only, like, the only reason I know about that is, uh, have you ever heard the name Reinhold Messner? Yes. Do you know who he is? German. Uh, nasty he's not guy. German. He's Tyrolean. Oh. Oh. Okay. Reinhold Messner was the first person to summit uh everest solo he was the first person yeah, to i thought it was somebody else to be honest okay that's fine he was the first person to summit it solo he was the first person to summit everest solo without oxygen jesus oh wait wait wait, wait. reinhold messner is the best most most decorated just the is that the guy that you met that's what I was getting at. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember if I told you that. Or yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good story. I was in Flagstaff uh, visiting a friend of mine, and um, while she was, I think she was working a shift, like at her job or whatever. And I, I went up there for the weekend just to hang out with her, and you know, and her friends and whatnot. And she, um, she's like, "Listen, I gotta work this shift at this." She worked at a restaurant as a server. And she's like, "I have this like seven or eight hour shift that I have to work. I'm really sorry." I need the money. And I said, no, it's cool. I'll, I'll entertain myself. It's Flagstaff. There's shit that I can do. So I was at uh, what is now known as Uptown. It used to be called Uptown Billiards. Okay. And now I think it's just Uptown Whiskey Hall or something like that. They they re- kind of rebranded it. But it it's the first place that I ever went to that actually had real billiard tables where they almost did a Zamboni thing. Like every 90 minutes or hour or something like that, they would kind of walk over to your table and go after this game is done no more games we have to groom it and then would go and they had this big thing that was like a foot and a half wide you know like 18 inches wide that yeah. uh, looked like a uh, like an electric razor okay and it shaved down the felt wow and I mean and and if you're gonna learn how to play pool you probably shouldn't do it there because that was the first time I ever really learned how to play it. like not pool but in like nine ball or billiards mm. and there's such that it's like it mm, that felt is so groomed. It feels like you're. It's like a putting green. Anyway, it felt good. It felt good. Anyway, or felt well. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, during one of these breaks, mm-hmm. I went up and sat at the bar, and I looked to my right, and there's this grizzled, kind of you know salt and pepper gray hair. The guy like he looked a little unkempt, like on the verge of homeless, except that he's wearing a um, a North Face jacket that I know that the entire like four piece part of that jacket it's like Everest edition it's top of the line $500 yeah. for just the jacket part and another couple hundred dollars for everything else and I 
And I started looking at him and I'm drinking my beer and I'm looking at him. And then he finally looks at me and goes, have you got a problem? And, and he had this kind of a strange accent. And I said, no, sir, I don't have a problem. I just think I recognize you. And he goes, and he just kind of rotate, rotates a bar stool and he goes, well, and exactly who do you think I am? And I said, are you, are you Reinhold Messner? <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing and then bangs his empty glass on the, on the bar, which you have to read his, his like biography, which I have to say, Chris Lay and a few other people that maybe listen to this are going to go, eh, he's fucking making this up. Because one of my favorite bands is the Ben Folds Five. One of their records that, or the albums they put out years ago was called The Unauthorized Autobiography of Reinhold Messner. Okay. Which, which is just a ridiculous album title that somebody came up with. And the Ben Folds Five will say that they swore up and down that they didn't know that Reinhold Messner was a real person. They had no idea. Hmm. Anyway, Reinhold Messner had the biography, and I, I read in there that he's he's a little bit insane, rather colorful character, he, rather colorful character. And he, it, but if you're a world-renowned mountain climber, had been climbing, he he summited the um, with the oxygen deprivation. Oh, oh yeah, he's he definitely killed some brain cells, and you know lost a few toes to uh, frostbite. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he lost. I, this is recent, I, not when I met him because I got to shake his hand. He he, I think he's missing his ring finger and his pinky on his right hand. From uh, frostbite, he just but so he, over time could that have happened before you met him, and then over time he had to remove those, no, or would it, have happened after you met I, him? I if I because I shook his hand, and he was like shook my hand, gave me a hug, and all that. Because we anyway, no, like I I think that happened afterward because okay. uh, the way I he shook my hand, his hand would have shattered those the, the, they would have okay. broken off, and I would have had a souvenir. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, we talked around your neck. You could have put a. I, he said, and he slapped his hand on, or slapped his uh, his uh, glass, empty glass on the bar. He goes, "God damn it! I didn't think I would get recognized here." <laughs> not sorry, by many people. By, not by, by many you. people. But I'm a weirdo. Yeah, you know? but you read a shitload, I, and you knew what he looked. Well, you were, yeah, you know, first like, guy to summit. You were into that. He you, was yeah. mentioned in Into Thin Air, the John Krakauer mm-hmm. uh, uh, a book about uh, the really nasty, doomed expedition to Everest. He was mentioned when the, the guys in, in like the dialogue, the, the climbers were talking about how he's the greatest, and, and they happened to see him at Everest Base Camp. So then I just kind of wondered about him, and then I happened to find, I stumbled across a book or something about him, and I just read more and more and more. The guy's like kind of one of my heroes because he's he's a little bit of a badass. Yeah, and he he's he's what well, well, you know he is a badass. Yeah, like, like he's a physical weird physical specimen because um, he's also not um, he doesn't look like a mountain climber. He and looks like a guy who's just getting drunk in a bar in Flagstaff. Like with a, like a, he's, like a slight beer gut? He, yeah, he has a slight beer gut and all this other stuff. But the, he swears up and down that that's where he gets his energy from because he'll just eat nothing but his homemade protein bars as he's summiting a mountain. So, you know, Mont Blanc? Yes. You're familiar with that? He summited that when he was like 11, 12, something Jesus. like that. And then went on to uh, the his for his, I think it was his 18th birthday, he and his dad... Like after he got out of high school, he summited, uh, oh God, the Eiger. Summited the Eiger in Switzerland because it's basically in his fucking backyard. This guy, like I said, he's one of my heroes and I yeah. kind of knew a little bit about him. And um, he, the bartender actually, after I, he recognized that I knew who he was and we talked for a few minutes, the bartender came so over. So the bartender knew who he was. Bartender had no idea oh, who he was. Bartender okay. came over and said, oh God. That guy, the I, because I said I want to buy my friend here a, a, a beer, what you know, or a drink, whatever he's drinking. And he goes, "You want to buy 
a beer for the German? <laughs> Can you afford to do that? And and I and I looked at the bartender. I kind of paused for a second, and he and he just slammed his beer glass back down. He goes, Again. "I am not German." I said, "He's not German. He's Tyrolean." You probably don't want to make him mad. Because <laughs> not only is he not Swiss and he's not Italian. He's definitely not German. Definitely not German. Yes. But uh, it was cool. It was like we had, you know, probably an hour long conversation. That's and then the cool. table opened back up and I said, do you want to you play some nine ball? And he goes, yeah. You play pool with this fucker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and oh, he beat the pants off of me, which I knew but how he did, would. We, we've talked about being uh, starstruck, for example. And I, I've, I've kind of imagined this with other people that I, I've, I find interesting. And I, I think I'm, I'll be pretty much okay because I have the way to trick my mind into this. But he is kind of one of your heroes. How did you do with that? You know, in the beginning, it, it, for the first maybe three or four minutes of me kind of noticing who he was and kind of looking at him, he would catch me looking at him and I would look forward and look at him and then look forward and go back. That lasted, we'll say, five minutes or less. I was a little starstruck because I was fairly certain. I was like 90% certain it was him. And then once he kind of got a little hostile with me staring at him, he goes, wow, what's the problem? Like, like it, the, the implication was that, like, I was looking to give him a hand job or something. I think that's what he thought. He okay. thought I was okay. like, I'm going to jerk this guy off. And that's not what I wanted to do, for the record. Okay. Uh, at that point, anyway. You don't have to lie. And, and no, I'm not lying. I okay. really didn't want to jerk him off. He's, he's, he's not my type. He doesn't have the right plumbing. You don't have to be in the closet forever, Joe. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, after I confirmed who he was, because he was such a good dude and he had been drinking... And he appreciated the fact that some weird fat American male knew who he was in some bar in the middle, middle of nowhere. nowhere. Kind of thing, yeah. He appreciated that, and we just got to talking like we were old friends. And he was a very smart guy, very eloquent guy. Had a <laughs> a lot to say about George W. Bush, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> uh, and and he actually said that his George W. Bush's immigration policies prevented him from because uh, he had never. He had never summited Pikes Peak because he thought it was uh, he, he he thought it was fake. He always wanted to do all the uh, fourteen thousand footers, like the fourteeners in the okay. world. Okay. That was one of his lifelong goals. Sure, which is hilarious to me because the guy had already summited Everest. Yeah, he wants to come to like four times Pikes. or five times at that point. He yeah. wanted to go to Pikes Peak when you can drive ninety percent of the way up. Right. Even you know ten years ago, twelve years ago, when it was like the last half was dirt, he would still drive a car. Yes. But when he when somebody called him out on going to Pikes Peak, he said, "You know, why would I want to do that?" And then they said, "Well, you've driven fourteen thousand feet, and the uh, was it the Kunlun Kunlun Range in uh, Tibet slash China? Okay, and you can drive up over a pass that's almost fifteen thousand feet." And they said, "Well, you drove fourteen thousand feet in the Kunlun Mountains on the way to uh, to uh, Everest Base Camp. Why wouldn't you want to drive up to Pikes Peak?" This was in an interview in some magazine, outside magazine, National Geographic. Why, why are you being such a snob when it comes to Pikes Peak? And he said, fine, fuck it. So for like three or four years, he tried to get into a, to the States um, because he had, a, uh, he had a Swiss passport with a double stamp from Switzerland and Italy. And it was like this weird technicality. 
Anyway, but he, he was talking tons of shit about George W. Bush because of his immigration policies, and it, it made him. So he all could, I want to do is come over here and drive up a bloody fucking mountain. Like he was just, <laughs> he was pissed in between fucking shots where he wasn't even looking at the ball and would. He was just him. mad. Yeah. He was just mad about. I wonder what, about what that. wonder what the policy was. I wonder what the I, glitch I have, in the. I honestly have no idea. This was like two thousand. That's funny though. Yeah, not, but not anyway, funny, but the funny. reason was he was stateside is one he he. <laughs> He gave some sort of a talk at NAU, uh, I think it was School of Forestry, and it had to do with ecology. And uh, and and if you take care of stuff above the tree line, stuff below the tree line will take care of it. Da, da, da. Okay. But he got NAU to kind of fund his trip. And a nice oh, sure, that's his, how it works. The university will do that. Yeah, yeah. the university yeah. funded his trip to the states and got a nice stamp on his passport, passport, uh-huh. and made sure that he had four or five days to truck it on up to Pikes Peak. Oh, so he and did. Summit Pikes Peak. So that's when I talked to him was right after he did that. And then a couple days later, he was going to be giving a, a, a talk, uh, a, some, some sort of a, a talk at uh, NAU and fly back to uh, Switzerland. And it was so great to fucking meet that guy. He was, it was, he was so cool. Yeah, I mean, that's more- a, it's a, an obscure but really important figure that the vast, vast majority of people would never they recognize. They have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. And then a lot of people have no idea that um, somebody – summited Everest without any oxygen and by themselves that blows my mind and uh, like Wim Hof and we, yeah. uh, we talked about Wim Hof yeah, before it, it's not exactly a, uh, a a low risk activity to summit Mount Everest on yeah, it's not like, yeah it's not like moseying on downtown and having a beer and then going home it's, right. it's, it's kind a, of a big deal it kind of takes a little bit of planning huge endeavor he's he's an odd duck he was do you want to take a break? I really do, because I want to fire that thing up again over there. And yeah, I want to turn the AC on, because Paul's getting hot. Oh, yeah. You got to see me now. Look mm-hmm. at, how do you like me now? How do you like me now? Right, let's take a break. All right, we'll take a break. Listen to some music.
last night Dance by the light of the moon Stars in your eyes Free from the light that you us back bring it back do 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 take it back yeah yeah that's part of the rocky soundtrack the original rocky i actually bought that album rocky that's the movie with Rambo, movie rocky right? you know that yeah that i and actually have and i think i might still have it on vinyl the rocky like the I, first rocky I, soundtrack. what year did that come out probably 76 yeah, Something it was, like bi- that, yeah. it was a bicentennial, right? There was like uh, yeah. America thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, I still might have that on vinyl. Which, do you know, there's a, there's a, not a conspiracy, but like there's people out there that think that Rocky only won, because uh, it won, I don't know if it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, but I know it was nominated. Yeah. And the only reason it was nominated because it was, it came out in 1976, which is a bicentennial year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it took place in Philadelphia. So that there's people that are like, yeah, yeah, of course yeah, the Academy is going to do that. Because we, we don't do this, we're anti-American. We we like, gotta, really? Yeah. Really? Except that it's a great it's fucking a, it's movie. It's a great movie. And I, this yeah. is a sad note to that. I'm not really sad. Not only that sad. You should bring us down, Paul. Yeah, let me do that. So speaking of divorce and stuff, <laughs> which we really weren't. No, we were talking about that off during air, the, but During the break, but, we were. During the break. So my parents were um, split around. And we talked about that. It was around that time period. Oh, I guess that would have been about yeah, the time. Right period. then. And um, I really, that m- movie, this sounds, I don't know what this was a, a big babysitter for me. Because I remember when it came out, and I, I don't know if I watched it with friends or my father or mother. I don't remember, but I watched it. And because it was about the little underdog, right, being triumphant, and it was a big feel good yeah, story. Yeah, it was a huge yeah. feel good story. It was a fantastic thing. And well, I assume. Well, because that let's see, in June of '76, you would have been 13. Yes. So yeah, I could see, and that was like deep in the throes of your parents' divorce. I it, could see it was. Where that would be one of those movies. And that would, and, and so I went to. Boy, I'm really letting some information go now. Um, there were different malls that would have theaters. And I would I would make up stories to my mother that I wanted to go look at this store, meet some friends to buy this or do whatever, and she would believe me. But all I was doing was going by myself to watch Rocky and these different malls. And I bet you I saw that fucking movie twenty times at least by myself. Jesus Christ! When I was thirteen. Now, for the younger folks out there, keep in mind he's talking about he's not talking about watching it on Netflix. He's not talking about uh, watching it on DVD or videotape. We're talking going to a building, to a theater, to watch it. 13 years old. 
13 years old every yeah, single time by myself i've saw i saw it many many times no shit and that it because i i i must it, again it must have been something it had to be something that i could hold on to or whatever that had a good ending or I, i'm sure it had something oh, yeah, to do with man. my parents split and i it had it had to it escapism had to. yeah it was some escapism with some morality tale kind of yeah and i never got in trouble doing that i never met anybody i shouldn't have or no no one tried to molest me during that time you know it was just it was i definitely was on that during the day watching watching rocky over and then i ended up buying the album so there's the story with the album and i remember that one cut it's these um I think when he's walking at night through, and those those guys have this fire in a in a in a drum. Oh yeah, and they're yeah, and they're yeah, singing yeah. acapella. They're yeah, doing that yeah, to get yeah. back. Doo, doo, doo. And that that was that song, and that was kind of mimicking or whatever. Huh, came no shit. Yeah, kind of weird how your brain works, or how my brain works. It's weird how everyone's brain works. It is, but your brain works weird, and then you vocalize it, and that's good. Yeah, well, I, I it's a probably people have stories like that, but they don't really talk about it, but. It's just strange how, but I'm willing to say, yeah, that's not a horrible thing. People go through, well, you've been divorced. Your parents were, my parents were. Yeah. I don't know anybody. I, I don't, I'm sure I know anybody that's not been divorced, to be honest. I, I got to think about I, this. I know a few people, well, just a handful, a small handful. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about this before that, you know, up until a while ago, uh, most of Porsche's friends, like their parents are married, are married. <laughs> That's a weird, and the, the pendulum's coming back the other way. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's a uh, stay together for the kids or something like that. Yeah. Which happens. Mm, yeah. So, so there's that story about that. So on a lighter note, you made yeah. a mention of something before we started recording before. Yeah. You actually, um, for those of you that don't know this, uh, Paul, Classically, has not uh, worn underwear. I found this out the hard way. The first time Paul and I went on a road trip to Laughlin, uh, stayed in a hotel room together, and uh, you know, got real, real drunk the day before, night before. Woke up in the morning, and uh, I heard you stirring. This is in another separate bed. We were not in the same bed. And I just happened to be laying there. I kind of woke up, opened up my eyes, and you got up out of bed, and you were not wearing any clothes. Nope. So I saw white man ass, and, and, and as you're walking away, kind of scratching my ass. Probably. To the, oh, yeah, scratching your ass, going, "Oh, by the way, asleep in the nude." And, was, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I found out that you don't wear underwear right. or any clothes to bed. Right. And then we, I asked you about the underwear thing, and you're like, "Ah, you know, just one day I just stopped, whatever." I don't remember when it happened. Uh, I you really don't. Like, well, I feel like that's a big. Well, thing. no, no. But what I do, what I do remember is that it was it was definitely in a pair of Levi's, and it was rather uncomfortable. It probably was a thing, right? Where there was no clean underwear or something. It's like fuck it, I'm you going out wearing anyway. Denim without any underwear that yeah. just sounds chafy. It no, it did, but I do it now all the time. Not that it, okay, everybody now knows, but but I do it now all the time. But it was really uncomfortable. Okay. And I went out, probably in Atlanta, whatever it was, to go bar hopping. And I just kind of got used to it. It took like a day or two. And I know it's weird. That is weird. But I I, I do wash my clothes enough. Oh, yeah. And myself. And myself. And your your ass and whatnot. No, I get it. It, You're not dirty. Okay. And then, keeping with this no underwear tradition, this really cost me some um, some, some, um, physical angst i don't know because i when i first uh hiked the grand canyon oh shit <laughs> i think i know where this i, is going. I think okay. i actually wore 
this is really bad. I think they were cargo shorts, which is in themselves not a bad thing. I mean, even though I don't, I don't really. I try to limit myself in wearing cargo shorts now because I know mm. it's not a good look. Okay. I, I really, I'm, I'm, I've kind of gotten rid of most. I have one pair I wear here at work on occasion if if they're the ones I'm wearing, and no underwear. So that was a huge mistake to hike <laughs> the entire Grand Canyon without underwear. I'm telling you, it changed my life. In a bad way, it's bad. Yeah, it sounds like it. It was. It bad. was bad. I, I would. That was the trip where I tried to kill the female person I didn't know, and we went to the doctor. <laughs> we, you, she she spent you, three days at the Flagstaff emergency room. Or you medical. need to elaborate on that story so that uh, people don't think that you're a uh, almost murderer. Could could we save that for another show? Maybe Paul didn't kill anybody. No, I, I did. I'm just saying it's a kind of a, an interesting story. But people in town know what happened. But it was, yeah. You know, I'm going to tell anyway, the no underwear, anyway, the underwear no, story because no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's a long story. No, it's fine. I, I, I now I want to know why you bought underwear recently because of yoga coming up. I love it. That's the only reason I, that, I bought it. That's the only reason. That's how, the, how many pairs do you buy? Well, what happened was I went on uh, because I didn't want to buy it. Look, I'm going to buy some more unique. Underwear. Oh my God! <laughs> Did you buy some Andrew Christian? No, no. You should have. What, what I what I bought was uh, I know there's some good there's some there's a lot of companies now making some They're, really good underwear. Definitely, there are. It's not like it was ten even years ago, twenty whatever. It's not that way anymore at all. And you can buy it online, and there's some good stuff. So I'm uh, googling this and underwear to wear. You know, because Jamie was here talking about that, and then and the worst thing you can do is flash everybody. You she know? she talked about that. She talked about because I asked, "What should guys wear?" She said, oh, you have to wear something oh, that's, oh, that's right. That's, that's comfortable. Right, yeah. Maybe you should wear something underwear underneath. Because yeah, because we were talking about the anatomically, not in a sexual fashion, but anatomically, guys have hangy stuff and women don't have hangy stuff, at least in the crotch area. Right. And there's a lot of bending moves. There's a lot of there's bending and a lot of stuff like that. If you're really good, you're upside down. You just don't want to be flopping the boys. You don't. Around. Yeah, you don't want to be like scaring children and whatnot. It's like right. it's you know, all ages yoga. So Understood. I bought actually some yoga pants. Not you know the. <laughs> I didn't. No. 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 Not. <laughs> no. Did you buy some Lululemon? No. Oh my God! No. Paul is a 25 year old white girl. No, all I of a sudden. Did, did you not. bought some. Did, Paul said it. You people heard it. Paul bought some yoga pants. Well, not exactly. What kind of print did you get, Paul? Oh was God. it Paisley? Maybe. I'm gonna run upstairs and show you. But what? Oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'll model them. No, they're they they're yoga pants for me. They're shorts, but they kind of come down to about your knee, and they're comfortable, and they're they're lycra or spandex or something, but they're not tight. You know, they're you they're, bought yoga shorts. Shorts, not pants. I'm sorry. You I, said I, yoga pants. I was wrong. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll be ever buying yoga pants. I, I apologize. You bought, you bought like really thin, uh, flowy like basketball shorts. Basically, yeah, but they're but not they're long. not quite that thin. They're they're kind of designed because I went on Amazon and started googling things and you know what people recommend and, and there's a few brands that came up and this, so this one thing came up. It got pretty high rating on Amazon. I said, okay, I'll try that and read a bunch of reviews. That'll be the one I'll buy and. Um, and they're very comfortable because I worked out in them today. I hit the punchy bag again. I wore those again. But but then I said, okay, I've got to have underwear. I can't. I think these are built in such a way that I'm not going to flash anybody, but I'm not going to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. I'm that not going to. Yeah. We talked about it on this stupid show. We talked about this. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be accidentally flashing somebody. I'm not going to do this. 
No, you, you don't want to be that. Nobody right. ever wants to be that guy. So I went, I'm going to sit down and relax, and I'm going to order some underwear. This has been a long time since I've ordered. Although I do have a couple pair or a pair of Under Armour, some kind that I wear for hiking now because yeah. I've eliminated the chafing you issue. S- you smartened up. I did. Didn't only I think took I have one. Like two pair of those. The, the, the eh, like spandex yes. kind of things yeah. where it keeps everything in check. And, yeah, and you, and you don't chafe at all. Right. I'm you, that was a that was a big improvement on the uh, deodorant hiking situation. And or the, antiperspirant uh, deodorant. Do you know that? Yeah, that's a that's yeah. Use that, on, that the, too, yeah, on, the, on the on the area on the captain. On the maybe not on the captain. You don't uh, need on, on the captain. On the like, captain. Like, in, like in like on the sides of the captain. On the <laughs> a captain and the uh, surrounding territory. Not the captain. <laughs> surrounding territory. <laughs> just. <laughs> just Jesus, you, so, s- you sound like a, a general talking about tactics. No, it is. We're going to really take San Juan Hill. This is serious. The surrounding territory right. is going to be the knolls and the and the in, the, the valleys, knolls, the valleys, the, the all that stuff. So then, I'm online looking, and then and then one of the recommend all these different things with four and a half or five stars. One of them is, and I got excited about this, is bamboo. Okay. Now yeah. I have never I've heard of bamboo clothing and underwear for a long time, and I thought that's kind of interesting. And I read a lot about it. And thought that's kind of cool, and I always wanted to try that out. So I uh, I bought there's you buy three pair, you get another pair, and it's I don't know, it's fifteen twenty bucks a pair or something. Okay. But it's a bamboo. It gets it's supposed to be all these fantastic things, right? It's a very easy renewable resource. It's natural odor reduction it's fucking soft in fact i'm gonna have you feel my underwear before we leave here today probably not no not probably in, i don't not, not on happen. my i'm not gonna have you reach your hand down in front of my shorts unless you you know want to uh, no i don't think so no anyway okay so i bought three <laughs> pair of that and then i bought a classic another additional pair of uh black uh, uh under armor same kind of similar as the hiking one because I I'm not sure exactly where that pair is right now so I thought I need to go and buy another one of these two so it's funny to me that you had at one up until you ordered this one pair of underwear yeah I think it's but you didn't know where it was that's amazing <laughs> uh, <laughs> that when you break it down like that it's really funny but I do have actually another pair of pair of long johns that I wear when I go skiing you know I have the ski bib and then mm-hmm. I wear a pair of long underwear. Under that to go skiing, which are closer to yoga pants than they are. Yeah, or well, like like yeah. a like a woman's yoga pant. Sure, but they're white and you know they're. You should just should have worn those. Yeah, no, and a shirt that says "I'm here to party" or something like that. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I so the good the other fantastic fun news is that I bought a yoga mat. I committed oh. to buying a yoga mat. It arrived a couple of days ago. I'm airing it out now. I love that you bought a natural rubber. I did yoga mat. I did. It was Which recommended. Natural. Oh, was it? Uh-huh. See, I would think natural rubber. It sounds like a good thing in theory, but natural rubber, I think you is pulled from you know human suffering. It's blood rubber. Oh, really? They have blood rubber territories down in I'm Central and South America. Fairly certain, and it's around the globe. I think so. I want to look this up. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, the. Uh, Palm palm oil, like palm oil plantations. You ever heard of those? Sure. Using the slash and burn method to grow palm palm oh, oil or palm oil or whatever. So like that stuff's really bad. I just wonder if rubber is still like that because latex or natural rubber used to be like that. Okay. I also hope you don't have a latex allergy because no, I don't. You're gonna have a bad day. No, I don't. All right. I don't. 
So uh, I bought a I bought a mat and I bought yoga not yoga pants yoga shorts mm-hmm. which is good for working out and thank and you I, for specifying again. And I bought uh, underwear for this particular. I also bought a shirt too, but it's not going to work. This shirt is. I bought an XL and it, 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 it there was these reviews and how their size and it's not really accurate and the, the shirt itself is kind of a cool looking fun hipster kind of cool shirt that would be looking nice if you were to be yoga yoga ing yoga ing in it yoga practicing yoga thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what does the shirt say something no like no 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 oh. it's just that the way it's cut and the fabric is kind of cool looking but it doesn't really stretch at all and it's just a little bit too tight doesn't stretch yeah no oh, that sounds that doesn't sound yeah. like anything that's I, ever I, and i chose it because whatever. people it was on like you know people would buy this for yoga ing practicing yoga i'm sorry we're not gonna be yoga ing yoga so, mm-hmm. so that's not going to work. So I'll use another shirt that I have. Just I have another loose T-shirt or some kind of be fine. Yeah. So, so, but I did try out my uh, my bamboo underwear today and my yoga shorts while I hit the punching bag. So with the bamboo underwear, you weren't like chased by pandas or anything, were you? Well, I was keeping an eye out. Keeping an eye out. I'm hilarious. You are. You are. Watch out for pandas. You'll be shocked how soft this bamboo underwear is, and you'll. Be, I'm wondering how they how they do this. It's not like people say that. That uh, well, you think about it, you go, well, really, that's really funny. How comfortable is that going to be with bamboo shoots and poles and rods? I don't think that, like, no. it's not, I don't think you're, like, it's not going to feel like a, you're wearing a cane pole, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know that it wasn't going to be that way. And it's not. I wonder, I, I do kind of wonder how that process works because when you think of bamboo, you don't think of something that's stretchy. Right, um, so probably is in the outside, probably in the inside. If you've, I'm sure you've cut a bamboo open. We all have. It's curious. You want to know what the fuck's in yeah. there? So you cut open. There's inside meat that's fibrous, that's yes. kind of soft. I'm sure that's where it comes from. Probably. Yeah, bamboo probably grows right. like a damn weed, though. Back east, we just, God, it was amazing. It grows. And then I actually. Tall as hell, some of it is really It's weird. Tall. I dated a woman years and years and years ago. We're talking over 10 years ago, who moved into her parents. It was a. It was two double wide trailers that they mashed together. Uh-huh. Right up there, it's uh, up there on the hill uh, as you're uh, heading downtown um, from Stockton Hill to uh, Beale Street. It's off to the right hand side. Okay, but it's right up there on on the side of the hill, and they their gray water from the washer and let's see, like the washing machine, the shower, uh, and the kitchen sink drained Mm -hmm. into a bamboo patch. Okay. And that bamboo had to have been 20 feet tall. Oh, yeah. yeah and there was some stuff out there that hadn't been trimmed back in, in a decade. Mm-hmm. And it was six inches in diameter. I mean, the fucking thing was enormous. It was oh, like yeah. a goddamn pipe. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, bamboo's kind of cool like that. It is. Kudzu like is that. also cool. I was telling Porsche about kudzu because she was talking about the... She gave some sort of presentation last year about the Great Depression. Okay. And the Dust Bowl and all that. And I said, did you ever touch on kudzu? And she's like, I don't know what that is. And said, it was one of those weird plants they They brought them from Japan. Yeah, from Japan. For erosion. Yeah, to, for erosion control. And then if you go places in the south in the summertime, you can't see it, the structure. It's yeah, because over, it's covered in kudzu. Yeah. Yeah. And it grows it, like over a foot or for half a damn day. A day, yeah. In yeah. a 24-hour period, it'll, it'll grow you know, 12 inches. Yeah, so, so, the, the, uh, so the point is I worked out hit the punching bag in my new yoga shorts and my bamboo underwear and I'm very happy with it. Are you wearing them both now? No. No. Took them off. Why? And I because I don't wear underwear normally. Well you should maybe get used to it for bending bruise. That's true. 
I, sh- I should. I can't wait. I, you know, this uh, episode's going to come out uh, after. after. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait to kind of hear what you have to say about it. Well, everybody knows I have a, a, an elbow injury, and we'll see how that went. Um, and it's getting better, but I'm going to have to be careful with it. And I, I'm – this is – honestly, if this been and we were talking about how people don't want to go into into real thing. Jamie yeah. says she's tired of hearing excuses for people not wanting to yoga, and she's kind of – kind of over it on some level trying to convince people to do yoga because it, it, know, it's a battle she said it's unbelievably hard to get people to do it and it i i feel like that that, that battle i don't know i kind of under i can understand her frustration but it's also really really easy to cast aspersions about that and be frustrated when you're registered you know yoga right person so well it, it probably it. is like me being around aviation all my life and then someone I'm afraid to fly and then I go oh, screw you I don't want like, to do, how, yeah, how, so it's really kind of, how can you be afraid to fly it, it, it you know right. you can it's very easy to be somebody on the inside looking at people on the outside and, and not understand them but yeah um, but but, but, but was, she's also really good at I think making like putting people at ease and wanting them to and I've heard good things from other people by the way her instruction technique is and yeah. in her classes you know a lot of people show up when she's teaching at True North because they know her technique and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they, they really like her. Were, it's it, yeah. It's like uh, you know anything like that where you where you need to be comfortable. You yeah. Know, uh, bartenders. So, so you know, there's a strong chance. Gynecologist. A, <laughs> there's a very strong chance that I would have never, and we'll see how this goes. That I never would have tried yoga in public if it weren't for this Ben and Bruce event, because. You know, you work at the brewery uh, part time on Saturdays and some other times too. And I, we all know Tim Schritter there, and I've known him for a while, and you've known him for a lot longer. And and I know the people; most people are going to be there. And so, because of that whole thing, if that did not exist, again, I may never have done this in public, and I might end up liking it. Yeah, this I hope could so. be a stepping stone into me going to True North. Maybe, maybe. And I think that's part of the point. I mean, it, it, I, yeah. I, I, not part of. It is the point, you know, mm-hmm. and that's great. It's a, I don't know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Know? I know we're kind of rehashing the whole yoga thing, but it, it is really true. Yeah, I, we just uh, it, it was the underwear. Because you want to know why I bought underwear. That's the whole story. Is I bought underwear. It's it, funny. Was, it was, you know, should be an article in the paper. Tomorrow will come out that uh, all yeah, bought underwear. Yeah, uh, sure. The standard has already reported on it in the day. Because they're ahead of the curve. Like no, standard's kind of getting ahead of the curve, aren't they? Standard really is, man. Uh those folks at the Daily Miner need to step up their game. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, is that it? Are we done? Uh, I, yeah, we can be done. Yeah, yeah and then we'll. Uh, oh wait a minute. Yeah, was there something you wanted to no, talk what about? What was the other bigger? Oh, killing the woman in Flagstaff at the Grand Canyon. What to remember that story? No, we're going to talk about that. In, uh, I hope next week. Yeah. Killing. She's, killing she's still, the woman in the Grand Canyon. She's still friends. I mean, she lives in Cottonwood, I think, and we are friends on Facebook and. Oh my God! It was on, it was on, Mother, it was on Mother's. Like it was on Mother's Day Sunday. Yikes! Oh God! Oh, the whole story. I, I could. It, it could have gone much worse than it did. <laughs> and I don't. I you know. Whatever. Okay. That that's a teaser. Yeah, there's a teaser for you folks. Uh, Paul almost it's killed bad. somebody. I really time. did. I and I'm not just saying that. Wow. I hope people take a, like a solid seven or eight days to kind of figure out. When you say kill, what do you mean? What do you mean by kill. almost kill? Yeah. Like you pushed her off the cliff, but then changed your mind last second and grabbed and her wrist. Grabbed her. It wasn't like that. 
No, no. I, I, and, and, well, and really, uh, I didn't almost kill her. She almost killed herself. Really, that's what I'm going to say. So one could say you saved her. Yeah. Actually, the real, the real story would be that I saved her while we were in the canyon. And then we left the canyon. And then I almost killed her after the canyon. It just gets more and more interesting, folks. Yeah. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's it's nuts. So can we stop now? Are you are you done? <laughs> are you done confessing? I, I I am. All right, I really am. Cartoon casual, uh, Paul's vulnerable edition. Oh my god! Yeah, my Rocky babysitting edition. That movie did help me. It did. Well, I'm damn glad. I might have to put some Rocky music in. Uh, That'd be good. Jesus. Good. I'm going to go home and watch Rocky. I'm all pumped up. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to watch Rocky and beat meat just like Rocky did. <laughs> that was the funniest fucking scene. Oh my God. He's in there. You hear the ribs cracking. And and that was when, I think that's when uh, Apollo Creed was, he was all in the marketing and that kind of crap. Yeah. But, but his trainer was watching, watching this on TV, Rocky pounding this side of beef. Beating the meat. And there's, of course, the Mr. Flash is back there ignoring it. And the trainer's watch is going, this oh, fucking guy shit. is not fucking around. This guy is punching frozen pieces of beef and breaking, and breaking bones. the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that that trainer's name. I, I I used to know that actor's name. Oh, the the Rocky's trainer or the black guy no, no, for the no, other no, no, the black guy. Um, no, no, I know the penguin. Penguin. That guy played Penguin in the... Oh, the, 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 uh, what the hell is his Burl, name? Not Burl. Burl Lives, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> it's not Burl Lives. <laughs> oh, my God. What was, <laughs> what was Mickey Mickey on Rocky? What the fuck was his name? Oh. Who was also the Mr. Wait, Magoo character. And, wait, no, I already know his name. But he, my favorite character he ever played was on Grumpy Old Men, where he was the, the, the dad. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, You'll mount the woman, son. Did you mount her yet? Like, he was so old. <laughs> he Burgess, died not that many... Burgess Meredith. Meredith. He died not that many years ago, I think. I mean, he was... I think he died 20 years ago. That's but, not like, that long ago if you're 106. Still, yeah, he's 300 years old. <laughs> yeah, Burr lives. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, right. Burgess Meredith. No, I, I I used to know Carl Weathers, like the the trainer for Carl Weathers. I I because um, he was an actual. I saw Carl Weathers in Atlanta at Piedmont Park, walking the opposite direction of me on a trail. Did you talk to him? No. What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm not gonna bother him. He's not that tall. He's about my height, by the way. So. Why? That doesn't matter. No, like, I'm just saying it's a fact. His stature doesn't matter. You walk oh. up to him like. Hey man, you're. He, uh, he was walking up. You were in a movie that affected in fact, me. In fact, I think my left shoulder brushed his left shoulder in opposite direction. I'm pretty sure. You touched Apollo Creed, and you didn't even talk to him. I, I, I did, I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is he still alive? Like we should find him. I, I and, don't know. And, and he you, won't remember the moment. You know what would have been funny is if you would have been like, "Holy shit, is that Lando Calrissian?" Because I got those guys confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to get Carl Weathers and Lando. What's Lando's name? Billy D. Williams. Yes. Not because, quote, they all look alike, uh-huh. but because those two do look alike. Okay. I'm gonna, you're going to look it up when we're done, and you're going to show me how they look alike. I'm going to. Billy not D. Now. Williams, do you not know who I'm talking about? Yeah, like? but I just I want to see a picture so I can go, right, yeah, it looks right, like Carl right. Weathers. Like, yeah, that yeah, kind of looks like yeah. him. Anyway. Yeah. 
we're, we're going to get off this topic. Thank you. Uh, we'll get next off this time, we're going to talk about the time that Paul killed somebody in the yeah. Grand Canyon. Shh, quiet. All right. It's cartoon casual. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Please be careful out there. Okay. Bye.